0: Welcome to Talking HR Compliance, a podcast made for small businesses. We're going to spend the next 15 minutes, give or take, talking about HR and employment law matters. But you probably know them better as those things you can never keep track of and are always causing you trouble. If that sounds like you, then you've come to the right place. Sit back and let our HR and employment law experts do the talking.
1: Hello and welcome to the Talking HR Compliance podcast. I'm Jamie Lizotte, the HR and Tax Compliance Solutions Manager here at ComplyRight, otherwise known as your friendly HR guru when it comes to HR compliance. This is our first podcast of 2020, how exciting. Um, So first off, I wanna say Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. We thank you for following our podcast and most definitely listening and tuning in today. So today's podcast, I'm going to talk about preparing for the new year. And just like we all make personal resolutions at the beginning of the year, like eating more healthy or going to the gym, we should be doing the same thing for our businesses. And the beginning of the year is a great way to start things fresh by reviewing and cleaning things up and making sure that you're up to date. And even more so, what we talk about always on this podcast, that you are compliant. And this year... So excited to share with you that ComplyRight and our Talking HR Compliance has a resolution that I'm going to share with you. We started a campaign called Hashtag Habits, and it was created because we want to keep the conversation going throughout 2020. Now, of course, you can join us in on the conversation by following us at Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and of course, use at ComplyRight and the Hashtag. Healthy HR Habits anytime that you have questions, maybe comments, or just anything that you want to share about your healthy HR habits. And this year, our resolution is to help you keep your HR healthy throughout the year, not just in January. So we're going to continue this campaign all year long, covering the healthy HR habits that I'm going to quickly share with you, as well as answer some questions around during this podcast. Now, there are seven healthy HR habits I'm going to quickly review with you that you should put into your business regimen at the beginning of each year to make sure that you're maintaining your business health and compliance. Healthy habit number one is reviewing record-keeping practices. So some questions around reviewing record-keeping practices I'll answer now. And the first one I'm going to talk about is, are employers considered compliant with records um, if they're keeping them electronically or are originals, like on paper, required? That's a great question because the generations um, and the new wave of record keeping is electronic. So employers definitely can keep records electronically and still be compliant with record keeping laws. However, there may be some specific requirements on how certain records can be kept electronically. Um, For instance, like Form I-9. So you just want to make sure that if there are any specifics about that, that you do meet those requirements um, because you may be entitled to have it um, have it kept digitally. And for instance, with the I-9, you also have to be able to prepare any changes that you do with it if, the IRA, you, know, if you were to get investigated or anything like that. So there are a lot more um, details surrounding those types of things with different records. And the next question I'm going to answer up, um, about reviewing record-keeping processes is, how long do I have to keep I-9 forms for no longer active employees? Great question. I know it's confusing, um, so I'm going to go over this um, one more another time, I should say. Um, I-9 forms actually have to be kept for three years after an employee is hired or one year after the employment ends. So really to answer this question, um, you have to keep the I-9 for one year after the employee leaves the company. That's the, be- that's the easiest way really to think about it. Um, there is a formula harder for me to share with you when I'm talking versus trying versus showing it to you. But just as a rule of thumb, you must keep it for one year after the employee leaves the company in order to be safe. So healthy habit number two, update your personnel policies. You know, what I'm going to talk about here is can the use of social media be stated in employee handbooks? And the answer here is yes. Uh, Social media policies can be very important in many companies, actually, because this policy sets out what is acceptable in the use of social media for business purposes. We all know you need it for marketing um, in your business daily. So you want to make sure that. If it is being used, that it's being used properly. And the policy can also include personal use of social media. But the policy must take into account the NLRB, um, or National Labor Relations Board. Um, The policy cannot restrict employees' rights under the NLRB. So you want to be sure that when you're drafting that, that you take that into consideration. Well, what about this? Uh, Can you refuse a non-exempt employee for overtime if there is a policy in your handbook? Great question. Now, you can set out in your overtime policy that non-exempt employees may not work overtime or may not work overtime unless authorized. Now, it's up to you how you want to handle overtime. However, your policy definitely cannot state that non-exempt employees will not be paid for unauthorized overtime. All overtime must, and I capitalize the must there, be paid regardless if it was authorized or not. So instead, you would really have to handle the unauthorized overtime as a disciplinary issue. Um, But that's why it's great if you do do require overtime to be authorized, that you have it set in a policy. That way you can then discipline your employees that don't follow the policy.
0: If you're a manager or small business owner, chances are you juggle many HR tasks and are trying to keep up with the ever-changing employment laws. H.R. 101 from ComplyRight is a free online training program that will help give you a solid understanding of employment law. Explore our free courses at ComplyRight.com slash courses.
1: Now, moving on to healthy habit number three, this is about checking your labor law postings. So... Is there a poster, do, or actually, do we have a state poster for each location, or where our corporate loca- is it where our corporate location is located? Great question here. Uh, you may have multiple locations where your company is located, right? Well, the answer to this question is that labor law posters must be displayed in each location, not just at the corporate office. This uh, can definitely get overwhelming and daunting, though, if you have several locations in many different cities and states, which we are just talking about. Um, each location will have their own posting requirements, and that is based on where they're located. However, you must post all the required posters for that specific city and state along with all the federal posters. So depending on where each location is, you may have different posting requirements. So you want to make sure to check each location differently. Now on to healthy habit number four, classifying workers correctly. Great time to do this, especially with the the new FLSA law that just went into effect on January 1st of this year. So let's talk about, can you require the contractor to sign a confidentiality and non-compete agreement? So classifying workers correctly doesn't only have to do with employees, obviously has to do with independent contractors as well. And generally, yes, you can require contractors to sign these types of agreements. And in many situations, these agreements are actually very important to protect your company, especially um, confidentiality agreements. Now, non-compete agreements, those can be a little tricky um, because they could be limited by local and state laws. Um, and you want to make sure that you stay compliant with all applicable laws. Um, but also, you want to keep in mind that one indication that a worker um, can be c- properly classified as an independent contractor is if they work with other companies. So you don't want to completely restrict the worker from working with other companies. You want to be very careful there because that's a true sign of an independent contractor is if they have multiple clients. Now, um, in moving in to talk more about FLSA, um, and overtime, um, FLSA includes overtime, um, and what were the other two pieces, of what are other two, the other two pieces of FLSA? Well, besides overtime, um, which is the most known portion of the FLSA, it does also cover minimum wage, equal pay, and child labor laws. So those are the, the three areas that it covers. And now, healthy habit number five, which is conducting harassment training. Again, nothing new. We've been really talking about the trending harassment law, um, harassment training uh, that's been going on for the last couple of years, especially with hashtag Me Too and all the others. Um, and it's nothing that's changing this year. Um, so we want to talk about if there is. Um, advising if the harassment training is every year or every two years, or is this on a state-by-state basis? And that's really a great question because states are now setting forth Legislation, uh, laws, I should say, um, that require state-specific training. And mandatory harassment training, really, um, like how often training must be conducted, that will be determined by state laws at the time, um, since there are no f- um, federal requirements for harassment training. And each of the six states um, and the one city, which that is California, Connecticut, Maine, Delaware, New York, and Illinois, and the one city, which is New York City, um, They currently have these mandatory training laws in place and they have their own specific requirements. Now, some laws do require annual training and some require training every two years, though. Um, But you want to remember that these are just minimum requirements. Um, You can choose to provide training more frequently um, than what's required by the law. And even if you're not in one of those states or the city that um, does have mandatory training um, requirements, you can really, as a best practice, and you should actually conduct sexual harassment training for your employees at a minimum on an annual basis. So moving on to healthy habit number six, we are going to talk about documenting discipline consistently. So, you know, when it comes to this, do you need to document a verbal warning? Uh, Great question. Again, it makes sense. You have a verbal warning. Why would you want to document it? Um, But even though the warning was verbal, you do want to document that the conversation occurred, that you actually had that conversation with the employee, make notes of what was what was discussed during the conversation. Um, If there were any um, do this by this time or make these changes, and if you don't, what are the repercussions? You want to also date uh, or make note of the date and time as well and make sure that you have that. Um, Again, that could be something that could protect your company later on. And now moving on to our last healthy habit, which is number seven, and that's continuing your HR education. We should always be learning and growing. And most definitely with the laws that are constantly changing, we need to make sure that we're staying up to date with what's going on in the HR industry um, and, and on a compliance level. So where can I go to find resources for continuing education? that's a great question. Where can you go? Well, you know, there's obviously many resources out there that can help you to continue your compliance education. Um, You can attend webinars, you can go to seminars, uh, do trainings, uh, trade shows, conferences, um, and some of those, you know, you may have to pay for, but some of those resources may actually be free to you as well. So, you know, look out for what's out there. But one area I want to share with you Comply Right actually offers on-demand HR training courses that cover all of the essentials. That's from hiring and record-keeping to setting policies, tracking time, and even how to fire an employee if you have to do it, and how to terminate the proper way. Now, You can actually start with general obligations for employers, Um, and this first course, really what it does is it breaks down the alphabet soup of the federal laws that impact you as an employer. Um, Once you complete that course, you'll be able to walk away with a better understanding of your legal obligations and a better clear direction on how to stay compliant in your company. Hashtag healthy HR habits, right? That's what we're trying to do here this year. So once completed, you could then move on to the other courses. You'll be up to speed on human resource issues basically after you do the courses in no time. And this online HR training is completely free. It also includes additional tools such as e guides and tip sheets. And it will not only benefit you but also your HR managers. However, I do want to make a note and stress that this is management training. It's not just for any employee. And it's as easy as that. You can actually just go to uh, complyright.com to get started quickly and for free. All right. Well, unfortunately, we've come to the end of today's Talking HR Compliance podcast. Again, Happy New Year, and I hope this podcast has given you some insight into kicking 2020 into high compliance gear and getting started on the right foot and don't forget to follow us on any or all social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook and use the hashtag #healthyhrhabits to keep in touch send us comments ask questions let us know what you want to hear about healthy hr habits and most definitely share with us what healthy hr habits are keeping your business healthy throughout 2020 and until next time happy complying
0: don't miss any future episodes of Talking HR Compliance. If you want more, you can subscribe, review, share with your friends. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Thanks for listening to Talking HR Compliance.